0: like the ram. When he got in front of us, he lifts his hat ever so gracious and dainty like it was a lid of a box that had butterflies asleep in it, and he didn't want to disturb them, and says, Mr. Archibald Nichols, I presume? No, my boy, says the old gentleman. I'm sorry to say, your driver's deceived you. Nichols is placed down a matter of three mile more. Come in, come in. Tommy took a look back over his shoulder and says, too late, he's out of sight. Yes, he's gone, my son. You must come in and eat your dinner with us. Then we'll hitch up and take you down to Nichols. Oh, I can't make you so much trouble, I couldn't think of it. I'll walk, I don't mind the distance. We won't let you walk, it wouldn't be southern hospitality to do it. Come right in. Oh, do, says Aunt Sally. It ain't a bit of trouble to us, not a bit in the world. You must stay. It's a long, dusty three mile, we can't let you walk. Besides, I already told them to put on another plate when I see you coming, so you mustn't disappoint us. Come right in and make yourself at home. So Tommy thanked them very hearty and handsome. He let himself be persuaded and come in when he was in, he said he was a stranger from Hicksville, Ohio, and his name was William Thompson. And he made another bow. Well, he run on and on and on, making up stuff about Hicksville and everybody in it he could invent. And I get a little nervous, wondering how this was going to help me out of my scrape. And at last, still talking along, he reached over and kissed Aunt Sally right on the mouth. Then settled back again in his chair comfortable and was going on talking. But she jumped up and wiped it off with the back of her hand and says, You audacious puppy! He looked kind of hurt and says, I'm surprised at you, ma'am. You're surprised? What do you reckon I am? I've a good notion of taking. Say, what do you mean by kissing me? He looked kind of humble and says, I didn't mean nothing, ma'am. I didn't mean no harm. I-i thought you'd like it. Why, you born fool. She took up the spinning stick and it looked like it was all she could do to keep from giving him a crack with it. What made you think I'd like it? Well, I don't know. Only they-they told me you would. They told you I would. Whoever told you is another lunatic. I never heard the beat of it. Who's they? Why, everybody. They all said so, ma'am. It was all she could do to hold in. And her eyes snapped and her fingers worked like she wanted to scratch him. And she says, Who's everybody? I with their names or they'll be an idiot short. He got up and looked distressed and fumbled his hat and says, I'm sorry and I weren't expecting it. They told me to. They all told me to. They all said kiss her and said she'd like it. They all said it, every one of them. I'm sorry, ma'am. But I'm sorry, ma'am. I won't do it no more. I won't, honest. You won't, won't you? Well, I should reckon you won't. Noam, I'm honest about it. I will not ever do it again. Till you ask me. Till I ask you. why well, I never see the beat of it in my born days. I lay you'll be the mesousalum numbskull of creation for I ever ask you or the likes of you. Well, he says, "'It does surprise me so. I can't make it out somehow. "'They said you would, and I thought you would, but—' "'He stopped and looked around slow, "'like he wished he could run across a friendly eye somewheres, "'and fetched up on the old gentleman's, and says, "'Didn't you think she'd like me to kiss her, sir?' "'Why, no, I—well, no, I believe I didn't.' "'Then he looks on around the same way to me, and says, "'Tom, didn't you think out Sally'd open up her arms and say, Sid Sawyer! My land!' "'She says, breaking in and jumping for him. "'You impudent young rascal, the fool of body so!' And was gonna hug him but he fended her off and says no not till you asked me first so she didn't lose no time but asked him and hugged him and kissed him over and over again and then turned him over to the old man and he took what was left and after they got a little quiet again she says why dear me i never see such a surprise we weren't looking for you at all but only tom sis never wrote to me about anybody coming but him it's because it weren't intended for any of us to come but tom he says, but I begged and begged, and the last minute she let me come too. So coming down the river, me and Tom thought it'd be first rate surprise for him to come here to the house first, and for me to bind by tag along and drop in, let on be a stranger. But it was a mistake, Aunt Sally. This ain't no healthy place for a stranger to come. No, not impudent whelp, Sid. You ought to had your jaws boxed. I ain't been so put out since I don't know when. But I don't care, I don't mind the terms. I'd be willing to stand a thousand such jokes to have you here. Why to think of that performance? I don't deny that I was most putrefied with astonishment when you gave me that smack. We had dinner out in the broad open passage betwixt the house and the kitchen. There was things enough on that table for seven families. And all hot, too. None of your flabby tough meat that's laid out in a cupboard in a damp cellar all night tastes like a hunk old cold cannibal in the morning. Uncle Silas, he has a pretty long blessing over it, but it was worth it. It didn't cool it a bit, neither. The way I've seen them kind of interruptions do lots of times. There was a considerable good deal of talk all the afternoon. Me and Tom was on the lookout all the time, but it weren't no use. They didn't happen to say nothing about any runaway nigger. We was afraid to try to work up to it. But at supper, at night, one little boy says, Pa, may Tom and Sid and me go to the show? No, says the old man. I reckon there ain't going to be any. You couldn't go if there was, because the runaway nigger told Burton and me all about that scandalous show. and Burton said he would tell the people.